Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy.
There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 684 starts right after a word from one of my sponsors. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. All right. 347-202-0215 is the number. Thanks to the Crystal Show for being a supporter of Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Um, you know, we're talking about the joys and pains of being single. Uh, all of your married friends are quick to tell you, you know, just how lucky you are to be free. You don't have to answer to anyone. You get out of work. You go home, do what you want to do because you're your own person. Well, I mean, how does that play out over a month, a year, or multiple years? So tonight we'll discuss, you know, what's the best or worst part of being single? How much does a positive mindset play in being successful in a relationship? And why some people are single and not looking for a relationship? That's what we'll get into amongst a couple of other things. A few other things, but let me go to the phone lines to the 850 area code to the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. So, welcome on the man in black, the homie Buck, making his way to the ring. What's up, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well. How you doing? Outstanding. All right. And to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, to bring on. Minister of Sexual Affairs, the homie Eminem. What's up, bro? Hey, what up, Q? What a radio world. Not much, not much. We'll go ahead and get started. Okay, so, um, but let me start with you because you're you're not married. What's the best part about being single for a long time? And when I say a long time, I'm talking about like a year or more. Well, I mean, I have someone, so I'm good. But um, but I'm just I'm gonna say in the event that I w- didn't have anybody, um, the advantages would be you know you get to come home, um, pretty much do what you want to do. If you wanted to come home and go back out, you could and get dinner or go to a happy hour or something like that. Um, and you know you pretty much have you know the freedom to do what you want to do. Um. You know, if you wanted to see multiple people, you could do that. Um, you know, have a different flavor of the week if you wanted to do that. And, you know, just have the freedom to do what you want, when you want, and how you want, really and truthfully. Okay. Now, Eminem, I know it's been a while since you've been single, man, but what do you envision <laughs> single life to be? Um, oh, man, as far man. as as a married man, what do you think would be the best part about being single long term. 
Oh man, in this day and age with the internet and social media, I mean that's like a shit. That's like a a paradise, man. I mean that's like you literally got the world at your feet, you know. Uh, I I remember, man. I was just kind of laughing to myself, and uh, you know how like back in the day, man, like uh, it wouldn't be in all magazines, but sometimes it might be a magazine kind of like on the cutting edge, and you look in the very back, and it might be some kind of ad where you might have like uh i don't know uh chinese or russian women looking for a husband and that shit was like yeah. a big deal you know like it was just a little small black and white ad you you didn't know if it was phony or whatever now just a click of a button man you got every flavor of the month around the world you know at your fingertips so you know naturally uh that that's very uh you know that's very advantageous you know in today's society for anybody who's single, you know, um, you know, on the, on the relationship front or the, or the, uh, you know, just getting your screw on front, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's, that's definitely a big plus, but, um, but a plus that's probably other than just the obvious with, you know, with the, you know, with dealing with, you know, uh, partners or whatever is building a business, you know, um, now, nowadays, you know, of course, you know, Q, you and I both are entrepreneurs and Buck too, but you know, like now, uh, it's so many ways you can go into business for yourself, whether it's small, whether it's something online or whatever. But one thing that's kind of a, uh, a common scenario is you have to have a lot of relationships to have a viable functioning business. And one advantage of being single is, you know, Hey, you get to, uh, you know, you you can kind of push the envelope with the opposite sex, even on the business tip, you know, without a lot of, without a lot of uh, that clouded area and shit, you know, you know, is it too late to be, you know, texting or emailing somebody about, you know, this right here, even though it's strictly business, but you know, one one advantage of being, you know, totally single, you ain't got to think about no shit like that. You can get your you okay. know, you can build your, your your empire as fast as you need to build it, you know what I'm saying, without a bunch of shit. So let me ask you this. All right, let me ask you this, and I, and I go back. Well, let me ask you first, and then I go back to Buck. What do you think is the worst part about being single for a long time? Um, I guess the worst part is, and it really don't apply to men, more so women. You know, you'll get labeled as maybe uh, – from angry guys who can't, you know, get 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 the time of day from you, they're gonna call you a dyke. Uh, they'll probably say, you know, like what I always say anyway. You know, if you if you are beautiful and you single for a long time, you must be crazy or something. So, and I, I guess that that's a stigma placed on, uh, you know, people many times probably wrong. Uh, I guess that's one knock uh, for guys. I'm still trying to find one. I guess if a guy just really don't, uh, you know, if a guy just really don't have it going for himself, I guess you know, just long, you know, you know, I guess he can't find no no pussy or something. Man, I, you know, I can't really imagine that, but I, I guess that's the case with, with a few, but mainly with women though, with you know, just the stigma of being single or something. Hey, everybody can't be a pimp, Eminem. Everybody can't be a pimp. <laughs> And Buck, what do you think is the downside to um, 
being single long term for like a year or more? Uh, I mean, there. I mean, some some people just have the wrong attitude um, about relationships because they're prejudging um, potential people that they could be dating, um, and they're you know they're judging to the point where they judge them, judge the people right out. You know, they don't have a chance of you know dating anybody because they have preconceived notions about the other person just because. Well, hold on, you kind of get in front of. Me. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm just asking, like, as far as what are the downsides to being single for a long term, long time? Well, like I said, preconceived notions about other people. Um, just, um, you know, maybe just being out there too often. Sometimes you can get a bad rap of just being, you know, being out all the time, and you get, you know, stereotyped into being somebody that you're really not. Just because you're out there having fun, you can't, you know, you shouldn't be stereotyped. Oh, oh damn. How uh-huh. can I forget this? Uh, two for guys. I couldn't think of nothing bad for a guy. I got two right. When, when Buck said fun, it just triggered it. You know, STDs yeah. and, and, uh, and uh, paternity suits. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, so those are some examples of why y'all think it it can be bad, but uh I mean, but can you be single to the point of no return? I mean, can you be single for so long that being in a committed relationship is almost seems out of the question? I believe for some people, yes. Um, I have a friend here that's that's pretty much like that. Um, she's been divorced now for over ten, maybe I think somewhere between 20, ten and thirteen years, and she is. It, it's hard enough to try to be a friend with her, more, more or less, you know. And she always wants advice on what she should do dating wise. But then when she goes out and you sit in there talking to her, she has she already has something already. Planned out for the person that she's looking at, and she said that's not the one for. Her. I'm going like, well, who the fuck is for you? You know, I'm going like, you asked for my advice, but you ain't gonna take none of it. I'm just shut the hell up and let you do what you want to do, because some people can't. I mean, some people are not willing to face themselves in the mirror and find out that really they're the problem and not the people that they are actually trying to date or who they dated or were married to in the past. Sometimes the hardest thing in the world is, you know, yourself, and you're preventing yourself from, you know, being happy. And I don't think you'll ever be um, in a committed relationship or be, you know, she'll always be single. Okay. Eminem, what do you think? Can you be um, in the game too long to the point you can't get out, like gang violence? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, because it'll get to the point where if you if you got enough stacked on your shish kebab, you know, no pun intended, um, that you know you you almost too deep in the, 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 the number one ain't nobody gonna take you serious. You know, it's it's gonna get to the point where um, I don't know, maybe unless you move or something like that, I mean, it'll be to the point where it, it'll just, you won't even, you, you almost won't even see the need in it. And, you know, especially if you, you got a lot of different women. And 
if you don't have a lot of different women, maybe it, it could be one of the things you like. You could be so set in your ways that you maybe have your, you know, it, either one extreme or the other. You could be extremely junky and you don't need somebody telling you to straighten up and all that shit. Or you could be extremely neat. And then your closet look like Mr. Rogers, all your shit on hangers and your socks iron and all that kind of shit. So anybody that's cutting your routine throw you off, you you know, because you, you might be so damn, you know, OCD slash anal over things that just come from just, you know, being by yourself, almost like a old man out in a rural area who's been by himself and, you know, he chops wood a certain time of day, you know, he got a name for all his damn livestock and, you know, somebody coming there to throw all that shit off. You know, they just can't handle it. So, you know, um, uh, at the end, it's just boredom. You know, I, I think that, you know, once somebody does something a long period of time, it becomes part of them. You know, it's like you can't really function without that, you know. Um, yeah. It's almost like... Uh, well, you know, we we hear about every Valentine's Day. Maybe somebody been, you know, they got married at fifteen and they live to be, you know, ninety five years old or something like that. I mean, it becomes such a part of them. Well, just the opposite can happen too, where somebody can be single so long, doing their own thing like a like a synchronized clock, and anybody, regardless of how good they may be, quote unquote, that throws off that timing disrupts you to the point where you don't want to just be bothered. You know, every little thing is just an out in a relationship. Like, you don't want to work out shit, you know. You know, so, yeah, okay. I really think that can uh, happen. All right. Um, on Facebook, Dr. Francis chimed in, representing the ATL, Said generally, if someone is single for too long, they become acclimated to to freedom and their independence. It then allows them, excuse me, it then becomes difficult to allow someone in. Um, it can force you into cynicism, and you can become jaded. And uh, yeah, all of that is very true. All of that is definitely very true. But uh, Buck, let me go back to you for a moment, and I, I guess. You mentioned something a, a few minutes ago about a person's attitude. Is a bad attitude towards marriage the foundation of a bad marriage? Well, I think it's just a bad ad- attitude in general about, you know, any committed relationship is a recipe for disaster, not just marriage. Um, if you go into a relationship, you know, and you're putting up walls, so to speak, um, saying that you never want to get married or don't want to be committed, I want an open relationship or anything like that, and you're saying all these things on the front end, maybe you should not be in, you know, in a relationship with this person because they have issues. Um, it pays to communicate, and you know, I always say communication is key, which it is, because this is how you weed out chicken heads, you know. Um, chicken, chicken. Chicken heads, you know, and these, you know, these Rudy Poots or whatever you want to call them. Simply because, I mean, there's no reason for you to waste your time. Time, time is the one thing that don't make more of. 
So you have to be sure on the front end, you know, you're supposed to ask the, you know, you got to ask these questions and find out what kind of wavelength this person's on. If they telling you all this stuff before you, you know, and you, you're asking questions like, you know, you know, I really, you know, I'm really digging you and everything, and you say, and she's saying like, well, uh, or he or whoever you may be dating, I'm about, I'm not, you know, I'm not ready, you know, I don't want to be in a relationship, I never want to get married, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that, and when they're saying all those types of things, then maybe you should be looking for somebody else, somebody a little bit more, a whole lot more compatible with what you're looking for, because it's, it don't matter what they look like, how good their personality is, or whatever. If they tell you all this shit on the front end, then these are your warning signs. That means don't go, you know, don't go past, you know, Pennsylvania Avenue or whatever. You know, you need to go in a different direction because that means it's never going to work. So you've got to communicate and you've got to ask these probing questions on the front end so therefore you don't get yourself caught up in some bullshit. And that's what a lot of people don't do, especially now with social media, the way it is. Um, mm-hmm. Social media is a, also a, 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 pro, a problem because a lot of people can just lie on social media, and then when you meet them, you know, it's you know, it's a, it's 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 not the same thing as what you saw on social media. So it's best to communicate and find out what the person is really about on the front end first before you even start, you know, they say they don't want this kind of stuff. They putting all these walls up early. It's time to change, you know, change that course and go, you know, go somewhere else and say, look, you know, it's fun, but not real fun. I think I'm going to find, you know, this is our last date and move forward. All right. Very well stated, sir. And um, so Eminem, why do you think people associate marriage with negative things like pain or divorce instead of unity and love? Like yesterday I posted something in the T2Q group and asked people to describe marriage in one word. And you got words like uh, divorce, struggle, cheating. I mean, just all kinds of crazy answers. So why do you think people associate marriage with being something negative? Well, I I think it's a sign of the times. Uh, I think that is a negative connotation about not only marriage is just just a relationship period. I mean, like, uh, uh, and I have to you know kind of go back to just the female gender, so to speak. It's like you know, you don't you don't really society wise you don't really hear a lot of uh, uh, innuendos trying to coerce little girls to be you know Cinderellas. And, and rescued by, you know, uh, Prince Charm and, and all that kind of shit. I mean, I'm saying so, even though even though I know people like, what in the hell the fairy tales got to do with it? Because, I mean, shit starts from the, from the like they say, cradle to the grave. Shit starts in the cradle. So, like, if at one, one point in time, uh, the average, the average little girl, from from the time she was walking up till, you know, uh, her preteens had probably heard something positive about marriage as well as men. So, you know, be being a educated woman that's still like a a a a traditional wife to an extent, like you know Clara Hustle or something like that, that was considered a good thing. Now, the whole connotation is for whatever reason, whether it might be a situation where 
a woman is mad because they had to be the man and the woman because they, you know, baby daddy stuck them or whatever the deal is. But if it's like, if it's all negative stuff, then eventually that becomes the majority. So, and I think that's what happened specifically, even though the topic is about all cultures, but specifically for African-Americans, I think the whole thing about marriage is negative because so many people have had kids, you know, out of wedlock uh, or the situation didn't work out. So instead of just looking at it as, hey, it didn't work for, for me, but don't mean it won't work for you, instead of saying it like that, it's more like a, a negative thing without saying it like shit like, you know, where 50 years ago a woman, a girl was hearing something about, oh, you know, he's going to be a, a nice young man. You know, that's somebody That's something, somebody you want to marry. Now it's like, you know, you don't need no man. You don't need no man. You don't need right. no man. You don't need no man. So if all you hear is you don't need no man, the least little thing is going to cause you not to need a man. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a... Um, Domino effect. Uh, right, exactly. It just, th- that's a perfect word for us. It's a domino effect to the point where there's already this thought in your mind that, number one, you don't need a man, and, number two, that um, there's nothing wrong with being single. And if and if you're married, it's almost like I, I was taught not to depend on no man. So the hell with this shit, you know, or – you got these extreme women liberals who hate men anyway, and then you have this growing, um, um, you know, factions of the, not everybody in the LGBT community, but those who, because they made certain choices, they don't want you to make. I mean, so it's like now it's like it's a trifecta of, of that domino against everything. So with men, it's pretty much been the same the whole time, honestly. Uh, the most negativity about marriage to a man is that, you know, uh, you know, stuff like uh, the Maury Povich show and stuff like that, you know, that that thought of, like, you know, shit, do, you know, how much do you really know this chick? Is this baby mine? You know, other than that type of apprehension, the average guy, and this might be shocking, but the, to the, the average guy that truly, truly likes a woman, if she has certain attributes, he probably will consider marrying her seriously, you know. But uh, it's mainly on the on the females end with the negative vibe on it. You know, most time, you know, a guy say something like, "Well, shit, I'm a player for life." But you know, if I meet the right one and she like this, this, and this, you know, I'm willing to give this shit a try. I mean, that's the that's the average guy, yeah. you know. But the uh, but the average woman now has heard you don't need a man to the point where even being serious with a guy is 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 deemed as you kissing a man's ass or something. Now, like I say, this is absolutely asinine. It's bullshit. You know, uh, I teach just the opposite. I'm like, man, why work your ass off when you can just marry somebody with something? You know, you know, as long as the dude ain't whooping your ass, right. man, fuck this. I think you made some good points, and I, I do agree that people started thinking, you know what, I don't necessarily need marriage. Um, and I think a lot of people think that today, especially people with kids. If they have kids, they feel like they already got someone and they don't need anyone else. Because a lot of people 
Um, and I, well, I'm mainly talking about women, I guess. There are too many just single dads with custody, yeah. but yeah, um, a lot of women feel like yeah, okay, guys. My, my son is my man, you know. Right. So that's, to speak. that's what I'm saying, yeah. though. Guys, all of us grew up about the same time period. I'm telling you, with 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 what single the the mind state of single guys really has never changed. What's changed has been the women. Women are less. It's it's less marriage material type women out there. I mean, like right now, and and not to cut you off, but this is a real good point I just had to throw in there. Like right now, like with social media, it's going to be you know the apprehension from guys is not because the guys got something against marriage. They just like well shit, you know. Unless I grew up with this chick, you know, I don't want to be like the dude that's married to the chick and you know. Five years later, it's a thing of her getting knocked off by a whole frat house from an old Instagram thing or something. That's the kind of apprehension guys have. It's nothing really against this marriage the way it is with women. They just negative toward the shit. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. Yeah, we need some women to call in. What, the, what are these motherfuckers at? They scared? Well, that's what Dr. Well, Francis said. Dad, where are the women? We are being dogged. Um, she said divorce is so common that it's become the norm. No one wants to work in marriage anymore. And Buck, that's something you've talked about in the past before. A lot of people uh, just quit. They do. They do just quit. And, you know, it's funny now because my, my ex-wife, um, she always going like, man, I, I wish I would have done things a little bit differently. I wish I would have listened. And, and, and you really took, you, you know, took some of the things you said because it would have helped things out. I mean, we have a great relationship now, you know, even though, you know, we co-parent from apart. But it's just the fact that sometimes you don't know what you, how good you have it until it's gone. And when it goes, then they realize and understand. And some of the things that you were saying then, you know, they remember and it resonates to them now. I'm going like, damn, I should have listened. And I'm going like, these are the same things I was telling you many years ago. You know, even the kids are saying that, you know, some of the things I said. And, you know, and I'm not, you know, trying to pat myself on the back or anything because I'm the last one that wants any kind of kudos or anything like that. But the thing is, is that sometimes, you know, sometimes you just got to pay attention. you got to communicate. And you've got to be willing to communicate sober if you have, any, if you have issues with that, uh, which she had. You know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of different variables you know, that, that come into play. But if you're not willing to, you know, do the things that's necessary to save your marriage, you know, when somebody's begging you to because you don't want to, you know, you really don't want to, you know, go down the road of divorce, and now all of a sudden it hits you, hits you in the ass and go like, damn, I should listen. You know, you yeah. got to pay attention. Yeah. And on Facebook, Dr. Gilbert says Buck is on point. She says, bad experiences have caused women to be cynical towards marriage. Um, however, I think that it was the partner some of them had. And that's true, too. And, Buck, I'll tell you mm-hmm. another thing. Um, you know how you said um, you never miss a good thing until it's gone? I've yep. heard people say it another way, um, basically saying that they knew they had a good thing. They just never thought it would leave. That's yep. That's true. Very true. So. But, all right, so a couple more questions on the topic. 
um, especially since we're talking about marriage. Eminem, who do you think is generally happier, single people or married people? What's that? I said, who do you think is generally happier, single people or married people? Uh, Men, definitely. Single men, definitely. Um, Single women, like I said, I hate to throw everybody in one lump, but a lot of times it's just like, okay, like, I'll give you an example. The average single guy is not complaining about chicks. And if it is, it's on a specific maybe person or something. Like the chick I met last week, man, that chick ain't about nothing. But it don't make it seem like you through with women. You know what I'm saying? But you got some yeah. single chicks that's almost got like they they not, you know, uh, lesbian or nothing. They just kind of, you know, fed just up. fed up. And I'm just focusing on my job and all that bullshit, you know. Uh, but like I say, you know, you you lighten up on men here, you know, your job going to be easy as shit. You know, hell, you know. Most men are suitors deep down, honestly. You know, uh, you know, as long as you ain't bullshitting the man, you know, trying to play games and stuff. But I mean, you know, it's like it's almost misery. You you can almost hear it in the voices and stuff. Like you know, uh, men and uh and all that shit. It's like you don't hear no single guys don't talk like that. It ain't like a lot of you know women, fine women. Ugh, I can't stand them. You know, not if you know a straight man. He ain't yeah. saying no shit like that. You know exactly. <laughs> so uh, okay, yeah, I think that was pretty clear cut, man. It's almost like it's it's almost, and you know, and, and it'd be nice if some woman you know call and disagree, but um, it's almost as if, and this is something I don't say multiple times on the show. You know, a woman control a relationship anyway. They determine everything about relationship. From the rooter to the tutor. And we learned this as the young ages being little pups, little lads out there. You know, it's like the woman has to give you an opportunity. You see what I'm saying? So if she gives the right type of guy an opportunity, not that guys can't go south or go bad, but most of the time, most of the time, you have situations where it's just like, yeah, you know, this nigga ain't no good, blah, 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 blah. But when you was dating him, even before you got pregnant for him, this guy already had a rap sheet that that, that was long as the damn Gettysburg address. So what do you expect? You see what I'm saying? And then your Kids for this motherfucker have to hear over and over all this negative stuff, not about the choice you made, but about men. Okay, now you multiply that times multiple cities, multiple towns, and now social media, because guess what? It's just like the news. You know, the news is not filled with, hey, you know, a little ghetto kid that's 11-year-old, you know, helped the old lady cross the street today. That story doesn't get told. You know, 11-year-old, you know, pulls a gun out of school, blah, blah, blah. This, this. So the same thing works with that. The bashing of men, the negative connotations about marriage and all that, those happy people are not posting shit about that. That's all the people that's negative about it. So so it, the, the tide is turned to the point where impressionable minds 
have already pre have these preconceived notions that man, this must be a bad thing, you know. If you know on the on, on the female tip now on the like I said with guys, it pretty much hadn't changed. It's almost like you know, play up for life until you meet Ms. Wright, pretty much. But the, you know, a dude ain't necessarily breaking his neck for Ms. Wright. The biggest the biggest ill that guys have at a young age is um, basically, you know, pushing out too many seeds, you know what I'm saying, like, and getting caught up with chicks that you wouldn't, that you know you weren't planning to, to even think about dating or marrying anything, you know, you you getting, you know, getting him uh, one, one night bangers at a club pregnant and stuff. So that's the biggest thing going on with men, but just the pure uh, essence of what marriage is and what it represents, to the average man, that's never changed. That, I mean, that hasn't changed at least for 150 years. It's the same, you know. I, I guarantee you, if, if, uh, you know, if if the, the if the woman that's kind of like the 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 perfect little woman in this little dude's head were to give him the time of day and some play, he probably wouldn't be talking about. Being a player, he probably wouldn't be. He definitely wouldn't be talking about selling drugs and all that. This comes from just like a, a, a giving up, so to speak. Like shit, man. You know, when a when a boy go through puberty, it's a motherfucker because you sitting up here like, well, I like this girl, but you know, she she like all the bad boys, so you are gonna do whatever it takes to get some butts. You know, so you know, it's like, well, shit. You know, I ain't finna cuss the teacher out and have the. My parents beat my ass, but I think I'm going to start throwing spitballs or something just to get this girl's attention. And guess what? <laughs> you know, when you start getting getting some tension from negative stuff, you're like, man, the bigger fool I act, shit, the more magnet. I'm, I'm starting to be a chick magnet. You know, so, yeah. you know, you will find the average boy goes through this. You know, you might not mm-hmm. do nothing extreme to get put on the front page of the newspaper, but you'll be surprised. It's like, damn, man. I remember that dude in third grade. He never even talked. He never even hardly said nothing. And now he talking about, man, fuck these hoes and holding his dick like a 1986 LL Cool J and shit, man. You know, everything's going to change. That's the hoes' fault, though. Yeah, that's true. You got a point. I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Uh, but before I go to you, let me read what Dr. Francis said. She says that... um. She thinks married people are ha- are happier. She said, from a woman's perspective, uh, well, she says it depends on where you are in life, age wise. If it's if you're twenty something, it's single women. If you're thirty and over, then it's married. Your perspective changes with age. Changes with age. She said, there's too much pressure for women to be married by a certain age. Men have an advantage. Age doesn't come with pressure. And that's true. You know. Usually all the people who ask guys, how come you ain't married or women, like older relatives and stuff. Um, but but let me ask you this, um, and you can comment on anything Eminem said or add to it if you want, but why do you think there are so many people out here who are single but not available? I mean, they, they, they'll tell you that they're single, but they're not interested in dating. Well, I think they're not interested in dating because you know, they've gotten to a point to where, you know, they're not dating material anymore um, because they put up walls like I spoke about earlier or they have preconceived notions about people that they have they could potentially date 
give you an example. Um, I went with a friend, of, the same friend I was talking about, went out with her and some friends for her birthday. Um, there was a guy out there that she danced with several times, and I thought, that dude seems pretty nice. I said, why don't you go over there and hang out with him? I said, you should be dating him. He seems to be liking you. He always comes over to the table, asks her to dance. She always dances with him and everything. The first thing that came out of my mouth was he's a player. I'm going like, so you telling me he's a player because he's dancing with all these women up here? I said, he dances with these same women every 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 time that he comes up here. I said, he goes home by himself. He doesn't take any of them home. He's just dancing with them. So that means if I dance with all the same women, I'm a player. That's what that means? No. I said, well, why are you giving I said, I said, you gave me a preconceived notion about this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy, whatever. And I said, then a lady comes up and asks me to, me to dance, because, and I didn't dance with you first. Then you start frowning at me. I'm going like, look, I said, you're not making any kind of sense. I said, in order for you to be happy, you got to drop the walls. I said, you're the problem, not everybody else. And I said, and she, it was hard. It was a hard pill for her to swallow, but she had to swallow it. So I told her, I said, you know, you can't do this. I said, you, you got all this. You're doing this to yourself, and I said, that's why you always gonna be single. I said, and then she ended up asking the guy out to what they call the mall ball here, that's um, held every year, and they, you know, they had a great time, but they're still not dating. You know, so she's basically using him, you know. So some people just, you have to, you know, you have to kind of, like I said, in the beginning stages of, you know, dating or whatever, you need to get this laid out in the open because you can be messing with somebody that just head just ain't, just ain't built right because they got, you know, they this is what they do. And they, they screw up a relationship before you even get started good. You know, you know, and this is what makes guys go and say, you know what, as soon as I get this tap, I'm going on about my way. Because they know that they're not relationship material. If they get a chance to go ahead and knock it out of the box, they knock it out of the box and go on. Are we dogs for that? No. You made, you made us dogs by doing stupid-ass shit and doing preconceived notions. All right. All right. Yeah, that's, well, um, that's, that's, I, that's real good. But one of the dumbest things I've heard is shit like where you just look like, you know. You know, look like a player. You just look like a player. What the fuck that's supposed to mean? Yeah, what is that supposed to mean? All right, well, um, I think overall there, you know, there's some benefits to being single. Like, I, I'm single, okay, and I've had the best of both worlds. I was married 10 years, enjoyed it. Uh, she passed away, kind of ended up being single unexpectedly, and it's been okay. It's been okay, you know. Like you said, you have freedom to do things. Um, like I've watched a ton of football this past year, you know, and I mean, so I mean, there's small things like that that may mean something to some people, maybe not mean anything to anyone else. But um, you do have an opportunity to work on yourself, maybe improve anything that's going to make you a better um, person, uh, whether that be financially or physically or or mentally, whatever the situation may be. Uh, And then as far as the downside, you know, not having that consistent person, you know, that you need when you need them, you know, 
maybe not being able to find someone when you want to vent about a cop harassing you on the way home or something like that, or something going on at your job that you want to complain about. And you got to go through random numbers in your phone to find somebody who will listen. And I mean, so, or, you know, depending on your situation, coming home to a home meal, you know? So there are a lot of, um, and don't get me wrong. There's some single guys who still have that, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is for the most part, um, you know, you can find a silver line in everything. Being single is not necessarily a badge of honor, but it's not any type of curse or, or scourge either. It's what you make of it. And if you have a positive attitude and if you have the right you know, mindset, then you're going to be that much more attractive to people and maybe have an opportunity to end your single state if that's something you want to do. But it all really kind of comes boils down to your mentality and what you're trying to do. Um, do you know what you want in a mate? Well, first of all, you got to decide, do you know if you want somebody or not? And then if you decide you do want someone, do you know what you want in that person? And a lot of people don't know. They tell us what they want us to hear, but, you know, what sounds good, but that's not really what they want. And I had this discussion this afternoon um, that there are a lot of people who look like the sweetest people in the world and they're single and they're like, oh, I just can't find someone. I just can't find someone. But when you look at the people they've dated, you know, like, like Eminem said, you knew he wasn't no good when you dated this dude, you know. And when he ended up dogging you out, now you're surprised? No, you shouldn't be. You know, a lot of times we we hourly project that we want one thing, but deep down inside, we don't want a, a, a nice guy or a, a right. smart woman or anything like that. We want what we think our friends may like. You know, so and and then you know what? Uh, I just want to throw this out there right quick, and, and you know, for 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 all of us, man. Cause like I say, you know, you know how growing up, you know, like what our grandmothers and stuff specifically, when they have conversation, when I call them old lady conversations, and like, don't let it be some kind of uh, maybe I don't know church event or something like that, and you know, you might see a young maybe. 20-something maybe, young lady, she might be on the program, and then it might be a, a guy that's in a similar age. And, you know, the first thing they say, ooh, they look like they would be a nice couple and all that kind of little, them little conversations like that. And then as you get older, you like, well, I just always hear them talk about different people, but those people never tend to find each other, if that make any sense. It's like... Yeah. You know, You're right? You know, You're right. she got a fool, and then he's either gay or just, you know, I don't know, just can't seem to find. It, it it's like it's never the right fit, but in their eyes, I guess from experience of just, you know, just being in a certain age group, and you just see, you can almost see what the problem's going to be. Uh. Or the or the advantages I should say would be when nobody else can really see that if that makes any sense, you know. Yeah. Now let me say this before we we change topics and I gotta bring on another caller too. But let me say this. Um, I was gonna say that 
when you talk about like how people used to see they would be nice together and stuff like that. Yeah. People don't right. in my opinion, people don't match make um as much as they used to do back in the day because they know their friend is no good. You know? I, yeah. I mean <laughs> I'm serious. Right. Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, that's a good that's point. A good... People yeah. people don't always do that. I remember inquiring. There's this one lady who I know, and she has a relative who's single. And I this was sometime last year. I inquired um, to her about her relative who was single, and she talked, came out and told me, you know, she ain't no good. You know, so a lot of people look nice on the surface. They say, oh, I want a nice man. I want this. I want that or whatever. I want a nice woman, this and that. That's not what they want. But all right. 347-202-0215 is the number. Take a quick break. Well, you know what? No, I'm not going to take a break. We'll just move on to the next subject. Let me bring on, um, go to the 732 area. To the um, Garden State of New Jersey. Welcome on. All right. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Q-Buck? How y'all doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Cuz? What's up, man? What's up? Man, trying to get all this snow off my damn car, my wife's car, too, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, y'all catching business up there. And it's like like cement right now, so you know how hard I'm done, but it was hell getting that shit over there. Yeah. Has it, uh, has it, has it, uh, Stop coming down yet? Or? Yeah, yeah, it stopped coming down. I mean, um, I know you glad. They were saying we was getting like twenty inches, but we ended up getting probably about eight to ten or something like that. So it wasn't that bad. It's just when it's sleeting and all that, that shit turned to ice. So it's yeah. much harder to get off. Yeah, I can imagine because one inch kill us. So shit, eight to ten—that's <laughs> a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut down yeah. for days in the south. Yeah, they they get to it with just with the snow clouds and all of that. So you know, the roads get pretty good relatively quickly. A lot of stuff was shut down, like schools and all that today. So yeah. Okay. Well, man, hopefully things will get a little better for you. And you don't have to deal with getting that concrete off your vehicle every time you get ready to go outside. I couldn't deal with that, man. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm it. We thought it was over, but it came back. You know what I mean? So it's cool. All right. So, um, you know, well, before we get into uh, what's going on with Trump and, and maybe health care, just real quick, we had daylight savings. Daylight saving time this past weekend, you know, we move the, the clocks up, and uh, in the fall we move it back. Do you all think that's still necessary? Whoever wants to speak on this, I mean, is this time we do away with that, yeah, or no. do you think it still mm-hmm. serves a purpose? I think we need to cut this shit out, to be honest with you, because this is something, I mean, since they, they changed it a few years ago to where they move it up earlier now, this is the dumbest thing we could do. Um, first of all, especially if you're in the South, if you, I know they they supposedly do this for the farmers, okay? You're getting the same amount of daylight as you are anyway, whether you move move it up or leave it alone. Secondly, if you move the time up, and I mean, think about it, especially in the south, it is hot as a fucking firecracker. You run in the air condition full blast all day, and on you know in the first part of the night, and we know, especially in Mississippi. 
where I grew up, that it's hot up until 9, 10 o'clock at night, 11, 12, 1, whatever. It's, it's still hot. So instead of moving the time forward, leave the time where it is, fall back. Simply because, A, I think you would save more electricity because it would get darker earlier, possibly cooling things down. Where I'm not saying you could turn your air conditioner off, but it might be more manageable where you could turn it off. And you would save more electricity, save on fossil fuels, save on the ozone layer and all that kind of stuff. So I think we should leave the time alone. I don't think we need to move it forward and move it back and all that shit. I think, I think it's time for us to just leave the time alone. Well, I, I I speak on it real quick because, I mean, I thought the time was, um, I was thinking I was going to have an extra hour and then turn out and say, you know, 430, I had to get like 330. So, you oh, know, yeah, you lost one. you go to sleep at <laughs> 11 o'clock at night, something like that. And I always heard that the time was for the school kids, you know, so they don't be waiting on the bus when it's dark and stuff like that. And, um, you know, with, with with people doing stuff to kids and all that, uh, is it a good thing? Maybe so. I mean, I think that no matter what time it is, the temperature is what's going to tell it. So I don't I don't see how you could say uh, electric like that because if it's warm at seven o'clock, it's going to be warm if it stayed at six o'clock. So you're still going to have to run it. It's just everything runs on a certain time pretty much. So if, if they can figure out a way that the kids don't have to wait on the bus when it's still kind of dark or whatever the case may be, even if it means making the kids go to school an hour later and stay in an hour later, uh-huh. I'm all for keeping the time the way it is. Because it is a pain in the ass to get started. you got to be changing all your clocks in your house and all this. So, you know, changing in your car you know, your watches and everything that you wear. So it, it's kind of like a hassle. So I, I think we should leave it like it is if it went for the school kids. I I, I want to say two things real quick. Uh, like, it's funny when time get ready to change, like in October, it's like it, it already be getting darker, like, later. It's like it automatically do it some on its own. And... Uh, I guess the only advantage of it, because, you know, nobody's not really farming like that, you know, even in the rural areas. But uh, I guess, like, for, uh, you know, um, people who, you know, coaching and, you know, youth sports and just different activities that's that's kind of based on after-school stuff, you get more daylight hours. That's kind of an advantage. But, but, you know, it's a a way around that, too. So I'm... I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, just leave it alone, let Mother, Mother Nature do it herself because summers really are uh, have more daylight than winter anyway, naturally, you know. Um, but losing an hour of sleep, man, that that's, yeah, that, that's, that's rough because I'm, I'm not a morning Maybe. person. And, uh, and I, I'd die getting up at 4.30 because, shit, it'd be <laughs> killing me to get up at 6.30. It's rough. That's why I didn't really, you know, even get on. Like I said, I Football, you know, sports come first. So you go two nights back to back. Plus, with the football season, Monday night you losing sleep. Sunday night you losing sleep. So, man, it, it, it's rough. You got to get something up in order to get you some sleep. Cause you run on four and a half, five hours of sleep, four days in a row. Something gonna have to give. Yeah, 
So no doubt, you know, you get rough like that. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> mhm. Okay. Okay. All right. Real quick, let's get into. Uh, I don't know if you all have had time to watch the the news as over the last couple of days, but you know the Republicans are ready to make a move on the Affordable Care Act and um, unveil. You know they've unveiled their new plan. And um, essentially, it, you know, of course, like anything else, has some pros and has some cons. But one of the things that was mentioned was that it could be a lot of people who lose insurance next year. Now, you know, of course, we have some people who are uninsured now. um, But 2018, it could mean another 14 million could be uninsured. Now, one of the upsides to this new policy is that premiums may be cheaper by 2026. Now, a lot can happen between now and 2026, but overall, do you all like the direction of where the plan is going? Um, do you think they should just completely scrap the Affordable Care Act and, you know, and roll on with this one? Should they kind of merge the two? How do you feel about all this? Because a lot of people are uncomfortable right now um, with what they've seen on TV. Well, I think that the um, health care should be optional. You know what I mean? It depends on if you if you want it. If you want it, do you want to pay for it? I mean, everybody got a, a, a somewhat decent job or whatever comes with benefits. But I know everybody's not that fortunate. But at the same time, you know, you shouldn't force people to have health insurance. Oh, well, you need this, well, you need that. Okay, I understand where they're coming from with that. But at the same time, it's costing other people. And the thing is, is if you're drinking, you're smoking, and you're doing all this stuff, you got money to pay for insurance if you cut some of this stuff out. And I don't think that people are willing to move their money to the right places. And if they're not willing to do that, why should you know, the government step in and tell them, okay, you got to have health insurance or, you know, we're going to find you or we're going to do this and that. Now, I'm not too familiar with the new plan. I mean, I watch a lot of CNN, but it's always like, you know, when it's repeating itself, I get up in the morning or something like that, I turn it on or right before we go to sleep, yeah. we watching, and it's like, um, you know, it depends on what side you're on. You're a Republican, they saying one thing. If you're a Democrat, they saying another. So it's hard to tell what the facts are without me sitting down and looking at it. But I heard that Trump's uh, plan is going to save a lot of money for the rich people, which, you know, you kind of know it's going to go that way. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people got to realize this is what you voted for. I voted for Trump as well. Don't get me wrong. I, I tell anybody that. I'm not one of them people who going to hide it. And, you know, you talk about Trump, people get quiet and all that because I do what I want to do. But at the same time, you know, this is what a lot of people voted for. So they got to respect it. You got to roll with whatever he come up with because they the one that voted for it. All right. Anybody else want to jump in? 
Well, yeah, I, I yeah. Really I, think that, I, I'll go ahead. I think they really needed to to do some. They needed to do some tweaking to the Affordable Care Act anyway. Um, I got a little bit of a different approach. Um, I think some of the things that Trump is maybe instituting is actually going to help it a little bit, simply because a, I, I, there's, but there still needs to be some more tweaking done. They need first of all the insurance companies need to be regulated because they're they're getting away with bloody murder anyway. Um, secondly, um, shouldn't be penalized for not having insurance. Okay, um, it should be a choice to whether you have insurance or not. Um, third, I mean you got to look at the small. You got to look at uh, there's no middle class, and, and I've said this several times on the show. The best way to solve the you know, solve healthcare problem is to bring back the middle class jobs so they and give companies tax breaks for A, um, you know, staying in the country and B being able to provide insurance because back in the seventies and eighties and early nineties, companies provided health insurance and they got tax breaks for them. And and it was affordable because your employer footed half the bill, you footed the other half. Some some companies provided for it hundred percent. So if you bring back middle class and, and regulate the insurance companies the way they need to be regulated, so that way they cap it off to where they can't go way out of way out of whack when it comes to insurance and, you know, have jobs that provide, you know, health care options, I think you'll see, you know, things will change. But as far as the, the health care as a whole, I think it needs to be scrapped entirely and just start all the way over. And get something that's comfortable for everyone, and not just make them, you know, trying to tweak what's already there. That's gonna cause a lot of problems because of so many people already have it. But if you tweak it, if you are gonna tweak it, you need to tweak the insurance companies and not and the law as you know and the Affordable Care Act itself just to try to make it reasonable for everybody to have. Okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm take a third approach to it and this is something I was saying even even when the first one passed is that the problem has always been in my opinion being the damn pharmaceutical companies the pharmaceutical yeah. companies that have see like you don't even have to have insurance if you can like okay like right now I live I actually live right at a mile probably maybe a little more from uh, from one of the hospitals here and like you know, over the years, you have an emergency. Kids get hurt or whatever. You know, something happened. We had to, we used to go to uh, where's Mary Help now? It used to be CMMC. But I looked at a printout one time. These motherfuckers were charging like six, seven dollars for aspirin and shit. See, that's the damn problem. You charge me. You, I mean, I don't mind paying a little bit more, but you charge me something that's realistic. You ain't got to have no damn insurance. You can go in there and like when you get ready to buy your medicine and stuff. That's what it costs me at. Then it's all crazy how they got the stuff. Like, like right now, you go and they take some uh, blood samples or whatever. Where you get one bill from this, one bill from the doctor, one bill from the hospital itself, one bill from this lab, another bill from this lab. See, all that stuff is confusing. And the uh, that unregulated insurance, they jack it up. The uh, the charges are jacked up. But if but if but if if they really wanted to help everybody, number one, I, I agree with Ray. I mean, insurance should be optional. I mean, you know, health care should be optional. But 
what shouldn't be optional and what the government should step in on is this damn monopoly they have on how much you're paying. It should be across the board certain things, like the basic, uh, kind of like when we was all playing, you know, football and stuff. You know, you can't let somebody get away with charging no $150 for no damn physical. I mean, that's some of that basic stuff need to be an affordable price, you know, $35, you know, blood pressure check, $10. Um, <laughs> cough drops two dollars and fifty cents. Or you know, just just some right. that a regular person. It makes, a, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, right. Let me play devil's advocate. Are those prices high because you do have uninsured people who go in and need care? So they're like recouping no, their loss. No, but that's what I'm saying. No, I'm if you make it, if you make it, if you make it, cost something that somebody could pay for, basically with a minimum wage job. Then, you know, you don't have. To, what, what I'm saying is, you don't have to pay the all that money for out. insurance. If if all I know how to do is take my McDonald's check and I can go get a health, a basic health physical, you know, open your tongue, say ah, and all that stuff for you know forty five dollars. Well, that's good. But see, that's the thing. They won't give you nothing. You have to have insurance. But your insurance, you might be paying two something a month. Two something a month for a damn physical shouldn't cost but forty five dollars. But they won't put that they won't put that basic price up there. You know how gas stations have their prices up there? They'll make all these yeah. damn health departments put that shit up there. And if you want to go into a more exclusive area and you want to pay an inflated price just to have cushion seats or whatever, that's fine. If you want to go to a, a clinic in the hood and just I pay agree. for what it is, but no, you know, but I, you should see that price. But but the government has let them damn insurance companies jack that shit up. They let them doctors jack this stuff up, and that's what make the insurance rates go up. It's it's murder. Yeah. Yeah, you I pay mean, six or seven dollars for an aspirin. They charge me thirty eight dollars for. I got bit by a spider one time. I never go to the doctor, but my damn foot had slowed up so big I could man like a club. So they um <laughs> took a scalpel and just scraped it. That's all they did. I looked at the printout. They charged me $38 for a damn exacto knife blade, and that's the same exacto blade that I cut mats with, you know, when I, uh, when I frame my art. The same exact thing. $38 for a dollar and 60 cent blade. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, now, uh, yeah, on, I, Facebook, I, on Facebook, Dr. Gilbert says that there are tiers for payment one price if you have insurance, another if it's workers' comp. And another for private um, private party, same service, different prices. That's how hospitals will write off major bills for those who can't pay just by proving you can't pay. Um, so yeah, there is of course going to be something that the hospitals take advantage of, and the reason this is now according to the uh, Con- Congressional Budget Office, which is this non um, this um, bipartisan group who studied what Trump released, it says that uninsureds were increased by 24 million over the next decade, including 14 million next year. Of course, that remains to be seen. Uh, but then again, this group is not necessarily a conservative group nor a liberal group. Um, and I, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of like right now you have the fear of the unknown when, when, President Obama first released what he, the Affordable Care Act, everyone was nervous about it because they didn't know where it was going to take us. All right. 
And so we're, you know, a few years in it. And I, I mean, there's some good sides and there's some bad sides. And it might be the same with this. I don't know. It does affect some of the people who voted for Trump. Some of middle America, Midwesterners, uh, Dr. Gilbert mentioned some of the people from West Virginia and Kentucky, like coal miners and stuff. This is going to hit them. So a lot of people who voted for Trump are um, starting to feel betrayed. But, I mean, it's going to save a lot of money off of the uh, yep. national debt, from what I understand. Well, well, but well why did it feel betrayed? Because one thing about it, I, I didn't vote for Trump, but he did say the first thing he's going to do is repeal Obamacare. So that that was no kind of, mm-hmm. that wasn't a, you know. I, I guess they thought it would be with something more favorable towards them. I mean, everybody likes what you say until they realize they they realize it don't benefit them. Exactly. So, like those people who voted for him and got deported. I mean, but that's just part of it. <laughs> yeah, that was some funny shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got to read the fine print. You got to know what you're getting. You're gonna be, yeah. Every president is going to benefit some and not benefit all. I mean, that's just how it works. You know, even with with President Obama, you know. It's mm-hmm. some things are going to benefit. You know, he benefited some people; others, he didn't. So, but I mean, healthcare. All right. So, if healthcare, if you decide to make it optional to where people don't have to have it, then who covers an uninsured person who comes into the um, hospital with you know no insurance? Who who's going to pay for that? Because right now the people. Middle class, so to speak, is paying for it. Well, I mean, basically, I mean, I mean, they're gonna have to, you know, they're gonna have to make some choices. Either they're going to see if they apply for, um, see if they can qualify for Medicaid or Medicare or something like that, because there are programs that are out there that um, people can take advantage of if you know they're you know low income or whatnot. They can go out there and get those. You know, get those programs, um, or they just have to pay out of pocket. You know, the hospitals still write this stuff off, whether we realize it or not. They're gonna write it off anyway. Yeah. They ain't gonna lose but, no money regardless. But and like I say, you make it, it affordable. But that's the, to that same point. If you can make it affordable, you can pay out of pocket. See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you if you make very true. now, I'm not talking about something like the only thing I see with somebody really need insurance for is like some something serious like. Surgery or right. uh, multiple treatments, chemo, um, uh, major physical therapy from like multiple fractures. But I'm talking about shit like, man, my head hurting up. I can't stop coughing. You should be able. To, you should be able to go in a damn hospital and write a check for that shit because yep. the, the the medicine number one shouldn't be no six hundred dollars. And exactly. And then what they're doing, uh, now, like I say, I try to look at stuff on both sides. I try to anyway. But my thing is, and I'm not making light of the medical field because I know they have to study their ass off, but some of that shit that they do is not requiring that much money because you go there, especially if you're the average fairly healthy person, the nurse is the one doing all the damn work. Dude come in and say, oh, okay, you know, your vitals look pretty good, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, now, shit, this, that's $900? You ain't cut me. Yeah. You ain't did shit. Come on, man. That's Robert. 
<laughs> All you did is write on a piece of paper and tell them, tell me to go 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 get a prescription. Nah. You get nine hundred dollars. I think I think the prices should be fair than what it is, but at the same time, you know these guys they go to school. They supposed to make a certain wage, and when you go to the doctor, okay, a checkup maybe a hundred fifty dollars. You may have to pay a copay or something like that. But he got to charge that because if he's not making what six hundred dollars an hour, or whatever. I can't pay the receptionist. I can't pay the nurse. I can't keep the lights on. I can't pay for the equipment. Then one doctor explained one time that the insurance just to cover a doctor against malpractice and shit like that is so high that they pay hundreds of dollars a day for that. So it's kind of like it's it's on both sides. Now, as far as paying yeah. for pharmaceuticals like 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 uh, aspirin and stuff like that, and I agree. Because if you can get a whole bottle for six dollars, and I got ninety pills. How you gonna charge me six dollars for one? That's overkill. Yeah. But you twelve dollars for a pill. You know, yeah. if a if a yeah, for a certain rate on a car, a doctor got to be able to charge a lot more than that for a human. Plus, he been a lot more schooling. So, I understand where where okay instead of paying the the. So five hundred dollars and he ain't really do nothing. It can be a, a, at least half that. We can work with that. But you know, just sticking a thermometer in your mouth and checking your blood pressure and writing <laughs> down your weight, and you want you know two three hundred dollars. You know, I understand. I got all respect for education, but you know, that that's kind of ridiculous. You know, they in there in the grand scheme of things. All, in the grand scheme of things, everything is too high when you think about it because. The reason yep. doctors have those high student loans is because colleges are too high. I mean, it's like everything needs to be dialed back, but there's no way you can really yeah. do it. No, but but see, the reason why education costs so much is because they don't want everybody to be educated. You understand? It was about right. that's why yeah. it's called higher education. Now you everybody got the right to go to school public schools, and then, you know, you get in these inner cities and stuff, and guys, all they want to do is act a fool, and they get up and be an adult, and then they realize they should listen to the teacher and and pay attention so now they can get something decent when they get out of school. They don't realize that till they get older. But at the same time, education is there for you. I don't think no such thing as a bad school if you don't have bad students, because all the teachers can teach you something if you're willing to listen and learn. But when you get into yeah. higher education, we're going to mark the price up so high that, man, you got two choices. You're going to either have high loans or you're going to pay out of pocket. So we're going to hit you somewhere. Either way, you want the left pocket tapped or you want the right one tapped. We're going to get one of them. So that's just how I go. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I really feel strong about that one uh, to that same point because, okay, you take like, um, uh, you know, it's one thing for a private college, but a public state-funded college, it's just like, well, shit, if the high school state-funded and free, why the colleges are state-funded cost so damn much if they ain't just free? You know, if you, you know, as long as you qualify to get in, I'm just like, shit, that's crazy. Same brick, same mortar, you know. Oh, yeah. I agree with what Ray says, though. They don't want everybody educated. 
Don't want everybody yeah. educated. So only those willing to pay the price. All right. Um, let's see. Zone coverage. Y'all prefer tomorrow or Thursday? Don't let Oh. No, I don't know. Uh, I'm good with either one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, this, this week I'm good. It's spring breaks. So I'm pretty good this week, either way. All right, yeah, Eminem was the first one to call in tonight. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I had to check. I had to check to see what time it was. I thought I started my show late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was on. He called earlier. I was like, damn, he on the mic? What? <laughs> Yeah. I'm wondering if I had turned my clock the wrong way or something. I thought that daylight saving time happened. <laughs> I know, right? All right. So two hours, huh? <laughs> we'll go ahead and do, do zone coverage tomorrow, get into some of these free agent moves that have been made, um, talk about that a little bit, and uh, whatever else may come to mind, the NCAA tournament, if you all want to pick a Final Four or something like that, we can do that tomorrow. Hey, I'm going to ask you right quick. Uh, do, do you have a bracket, Q? Do you have, like, a, like a group, T2? I mean, yeah, on, uh, on, on Yahoo. Uh, let's see. I'll email the link. I, I renewed last year's league, but if anybody needs a, um, a link, just let me know, and I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'm, I might already be in, in there, but email it to me because I, 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 I've been yeah. just kind of out of it. Uh, I'm trying to get back in the groove. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll try to get it back to you. All right. And uh oh, and um, I saw the movie Get Out this weekend. For those who haven't seen it, check it yeah, out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> me and my wife yeah. saw it when it first came out. Yeah, that that movie is man. That movie is just just creepy. I know, Buck. I know you haven't seen it yet, but uh, yeah. it's just a, it's just a creepy movie, man. It's just weird. So, but I enjoyed it. it I really did. So, yeah, all right. So we'll go ahead and get into it. Though. You know, say what? I said he having a lot of success with it. Peel, yeah. say Jordan Peel is the first uh, black director to have a hundred million dollar debut. So that that's good for him. You know yeah, what I mean? I so, and, and the movie itself going. only had a budget of like four and a half million dollars. So. He's making a killer, yeah. but um, yeah. Jordan Peele, he's he's a weird dude. I, I mean, yeah. I used to watch Keegan Peele, and he just he's a weird dude, but he's very he's very funny, very funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had this type of talent in him, man, and I I enjoyed it. So. All right, um, go to talktoq.com. Sign up for the email newsletter. T2Q will be back next week. But it's, next week is going to be the annual Women Politico uh, hosted by Crystal Hickerson. So it'll be an all-women show next week at 9 p.m. Um, Eastern. So get ready for that. Um, and we'll go ahead with final thoughts. And, Buck, I'll start with you, man. Great show as always. I'll keep it short, sweet, and complete. Um, as far as the healthcare, affordable healthcare act, that you know, it it does need to be tweaked. 
But at the same time, we need to look at the middle class jobs. We also need to look at um, regulating these insurance companies because I think we start regulating them, I think, you know, it will bring down the cost of health care um, because they they're, they got it priced out in the park right now. I mean, and, um, you know, it needs to be affordable for everyone, and it just is not affordable where it is right now and what people are having to pay for and the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies also like uh M&M said they we need to take a look at them too because they're pretty much running things as well um and since they've been since those two have been deregulated the prices have skyrocketed to the point to where you know people can't afford just simple medications um um the cold I mean listen you can just walk up and down the the cold aisle and all, all the um cold and flu aisle and look and see what the prices are on that. Even the cheap stuff is ten bucks now in some cases. So there needs to be some regulations put back on some of the on the pharmaceutical companies and you know and and others to try to get you know kind of get things. You got to start trying to get things back in line so people can afford it. Um, otherwise, you know they're just going to keep running rampant, and it's just it's going to get to the point to where nobody can afford. Even rich people can't afford medication. So you need to take a look at that. Um, but other than that, I'm just I'm great show as always, and everybody have a great evening. Thank you, sir. And Ray? Uh, yeah, um, the, the, the uh, Affordable Care Act, you needed some um, changes. And, you know, I don't know if the changes are going to be altogether better, but like I say, you got to let Trump do his thing. I think that in order to stimulate the economy and do things you need to do, I think some of this stuff is necessary. Now, he doesn't serve it up the best way possible with a lot of moves that he's making, but I think for the long term, it's going to be better. You know, and I always will respect Obama because he's the first black president. I think he did a good job. But Trump shouldn't beat you donating to historically black colleges and universities and stuff like that. And I think that he wants to make America better. That's everybody. You know, everybody worry about who's going to help the thug or the welfare recipient and stuff like that. You guys have 50 years to get yourselves together. You don't get yourself together, he's going to roll right over top of you. And, you know, we defending the same people as victimizing us. It's time for us to stop that. You know, go to school, learn something, pull your pants up on you, and understand what you need to do. Now, as far as his health care thing goes, you know, I say give it a chance, just like we gave Obama's situation a chance. Like I say, I don't know too much about it, but I know I didn't like the Obamacare Act. I know what he tried to do. I know what he hoped to do, but it needed a lot of tweaking, not a little bit. And I think y'all had a topic on uh, being single and married. I think if you're single, you will always be searching. And it's a good thing for a while, but I think if you marry the right person, I think marriage is the best thing in the world. But you got to get all your wild oats out of you. 
I don't think enough people do that. And if you marry, you might look back and say, hey, man, you know, it's good being single and this, this, and this, which, which is good, but a lot of problems come with being single. Because chances are, you know, you date and you got to spend more money, you got to do more things. And at the end of the day, you didn't broke up with this girl and, you know, you didn't waste the time, money, and you're on to the next. And then you find out, oh, she dating another dude or whatever, you're wasting time with that. And, you know, it can be a circus after a while. So being settled is, is always a good thing. Being single it can be good, you know, if you got your bachelor pad set up and you got, you know, everything going right, you can have a good time with both. But I think you just got to know what you want and do what you want and just be honest with the person that you're dating. So, with that being said, y'all have a good night. Glad I was able to get on tonight. And look forward to tomorrow's show. All right. No doubt, man. Good to have you on. Appreciate it. And um, Eminem, shut it down. Oh, man. Uh, Fantastic show, man. Uh, Super topics and everything. Uh, You know, uh, I kind of go in reverse order, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all the health care and all that stuff, all that's a bunch of shit, man. Just rich people getting rich, that's all. You know, uh, just another way to do it. Uh, the best way to help the poor man, you know, outside of uh, kind of what Buck said about, you know, insurance through the jobs or whatever, but outside of that, just have some basic affordable fees and shit, you know, like where, you know, somebody don't feel like they have to have a lot of money just to, you know, just to, you know, just for the basics, you know, they their kid got a cold or whatever, and you already know the damn doctor gonna subscribe to moxillin and shit. I mean, they they gonna just give them that anyway. Make that shit affordable. Make the visit reasonable, you know. And you know, I think it'll be everybody be can be in harmony. But you know, it's a bunch of motherfuckers figuring out how to price gouge and shit like that. Same way with. You know, the same shit they doing with medicine, what they've been doing with oil forever. You know, we don't have the technology to have cars running off all kind of shit. But, you know, everybody want the, want the monopoly to, you know, to have to force you to do certain things. So that's how that go. But it really don't apply to me because, like I say, I don't go to no damn doctors and shit like that. You know, when I go to doctors, it's something physical, you know, shoulder out of place, bone broke, shit, shit you can't control. But everything else. Man, shit! I tell you what, you be surprised. You was abused, man. A homebrew can 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 cure damn near anything. And uh, you know, a little sleep, you know, you know, some 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 homebrew, man. You know, that damn near cure anything. And some sleep, and uh, you know, most 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 shit to kill most black men anyway. Just you know, uh, stress and you know need to rest and shit like that. You know, so you know. Uh, uh, Few good nuts and and some and uh, you know some decent amount of sleep, but you can kind of you know recover from when you you know how it is when you work, man. You get the you get the rolling and stuff. You really can't rest and you know well well kind of like the Zamba Cubs gave you know you know four or five hours of sleep. I mean you keep doing that shit. See that's what's killing you. It ain't the damn it ain't that you really need to go to the doctor. You know so you know and half of the time that's what I tell people people. They say, well, how so-and-so, they doing a lot better. But but guess what? 
The dude been in the bed three days straight. He resting. He done recovered. That's the the doctors yeah. ain't did shit. That's what's yeah. happening, dude. That man, the dude just needed some rest. That's it. You know, you getting off one job, especially if you're single. You leave one job. You chasing women. You ain't sleeping. The phone started going off, you know. So you know, you know, you, you know, and then especially if you've been doing that shit, you know, since the time you were a teenager, now you're in your forties, consistently. Well, guess what? You, you know, father time catching up with your ass. You just got you got to slow down a little bit. So that's and that's kind of leading into what I was saying about single. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, you know, being in a relationship is a great thing, and marriage can be a great thing and all that. But like I say. For guys, it's pretty much been the same the whole time. But the negativity comes from women. You know, they don't know what they want. They pissed and because, you know, they was in some type of relationship, had kids and shit by Pookie that's been back and forth in jail all life. Now all of a sudden something wrong with all the men and all that kind of shit. So that's, that's bullshit from the start. Now, one thing about it, you know, because a lot of times, you know, I've been saying for years, I said, boy, man, I had this and this since I was single, but I was thinking, I was like, and, and uh, matter of fact, that was that day uh, I found out I was on the cover of the Free Press. I was just like, I was saying to myself, and it was kind of funny, I was saying, man, I couldn't even concentrate. If 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 if, if, if I was in a strictly single position, man, I couldn't even concentrate, man. I would have to just, I don't think I could sleep two or three hours a day, especially now with the Internet and all that kind of stuff. So I guess, <laughs> you know, being able to be in a more controlled environment can be a good thing, I guess, if you don't know yourself, you know. So I, yeah. I admire the guys that can, you know, have self-control and stuff like that and still balance, you know, women and jobs and all that kind of stuff like that. But that that's some hard shit to do. Uh that's why you see a lot of guys. They just, you know, they can't work a job. They just go woman to woman. They can't handle it. You know, it's just too much, too much time. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. As soon as they get the rub off, somebody else calling and shit, and then they got to do this, and you know, it's just, you know. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know, no sleep. You know, yeah, you 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 right. Some girls don't give a damn if you get no sleep. Right. Oh hell yeah, no. Right. Damn if you get no and sleep. See, then, then if you if then if you known to be a playboy, well you can't just say, Well look, I'm just gonna crash tonight, you know. They say, Oh, you got one of other hoes over there. All that old shit, you know, so you know, then the you know, especially if you're you know, a guy that don't mind being vocal, well, if you're dealing with certain races, you probably gonna have to fight some of these hoes. So then you gotta go to work scratched up shit, still mad <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know and don't get me wrong, husband and wife fight too, but it's it's a different type of fight. You know. You halfway gotta preserve an image, but you know, you just you know, you just out there just doing your thing with shit, you know, you can damn to beat a hoe to death, you know, but uh and vice versa. But uh but, you know but you know, so it just makes it hard to, you know, move up on your job. And if you run for political office, you know, even though the the married politicians has got more holes in a little bit, but the thing about it is the stigma is that the single dude going to be, 
you know, running the women and all that. So, you know, you know, that's one of the things. But uh but the but the the best thing about it is if thirteen thirteen pass, you don't have to worry about this conversation no more because the few people that ain't you know, John and a horn will just be happy to marry. So that's a plus. All right. Well, I music, can't find you? my sample here. What I couldn't find it. Everything goes. Couldn't find it. You be the last. That's the reason why. Don't do that, baby. All right, Eminem. You be the last. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. You were going, going crazy. <laughs> All right. So I uh, appreciate that, I think. <laughs> and then drop, dropping signs like only he can. I am right. All right. I appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. Get in the zone coverage. Talk about who's left out there. And, um, you know, Eddie Lacy's a Seahawk now. Uh, yep. We'll talk about if that's good for him, if it's good for them. Um, I thought like Gary Brent would have been great. Pounds. Uh, 267 pounds at, at, at his uh, physical. 267 pounds? Yeah. 267 pounds at his physical. I mean, the thing is, he gonna. I mean, he gonna have to run. He, you talking about beast? This is a fucking giant. You, damn beast mode. You got fucking giant mode and some shit. This motherfucker is huge. You know, he 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 ten pound, ten or twenty pound lighter than Levar Kirkland at this point, and he was big for a linebacker. So I mean, shit. Of course, running yep. back to be that heavy at his height. That's right. Crazy. That's what I'm gonna yeah, say. At his height. That's just yeah. man. Yeah, we see a lot. Yeah. walk into a room. He looked like he in shape, but he ain't in football shape. Not being no, like not that. Two six seven. But yeah. I'm gonna tell you what Pete Carroll said. Pete Carroll said he want him big, but I don't know if he want him that fucking big because he ain't gonna his legs no. rubbing together. Nah. Right, I'm about to say you know, he gonna he be he gonna no. be blown. He gonna be totally blue by the second second quarter. I know. Yeah. Right. Um, and at that weight, he ain't going to beat Thomas Rawls out anyway. Only the way he's going to see that field, Thomas Rawls get hurt. Tell yep. him. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yep. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll get to this talk. tomorrow. And um, we'll discuss what's good, what's bad as far as the moves that have been made so far. I'll try to compile a list and get things together, and we'll go through it. And like I said, see who's left out there. So, um, yeah, appreciate you I can't wait to And, uh, <laughs> all right. And go to talktheq.com to get more information on the show. Sign up for the email newsletter so you'll know when the show is going to air and what we're going to discuss. And follow me on Twitter at talktheq. I'm going to have a great night. Peace out. We'll talk zone coverage tomorrow. Women Political next Tuesday. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?
is almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Call it, go ahead. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you want to be my blog lover. My name is Quincy. The Talk to Q Radio Show. But I do believe that the love for money and power most of the time outweighs their love for women. And this is my show. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. I think I'm still doing a lot of shows with this. They're saying it too good. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> 